0: Back everybody. This is Destination Unknown with Tarek and Brittany, and this week we are talking about Cuba. Cuba or Cuba.
1: <laughs> we're really excited to talk about a Caribbean country. It is a country that we actually were able to go to a few years ago, um, but we did the all inclusive uh, thing. And Quite a so, different experience the all-inclusive, yeah. <laughs> very different experience. So, yeah, we were kind of limited to the tourist areas and the beaches, of course, which were incredible. But today on our episode, we're going to try to talk about all sorts of things about Cuba the history and the culture and things that. We didn't get to see that we would love to see when we go back one day it's Mm -hmm. a really really cool country really diverse country with a really really complex history
0: yeah i would say it does have a very complex history i mean right now Everybody kind of knows Cuba as the communist country in the Caribbean that doesn't get along with the United States. Um, but that hasn't always been the case. That's actually, in its history, fairly a fairly recent development since uh, the Castros took over in the late 50s and early 60s. But before that, Americans were quite prevalent in, in Cuba. So
1: Yeah, so Cuba was kind of colonialized by the Spaniards. They came over in the 1400s, I believe, Oh, I hope that is right.
0: Fourteen ninety two and That was when Columbus sailed. (laughs) We know that much, but
1: conquistadors came over from Spain and um, colonialized uh, the country. There was lots of like indigenous people that were there, Um, and actually, it's quite sad. A lot of them died off because of the disease that the Spanish brought. But anyways, the states got involved because in the late 1800s, they tried to shoo Spain out of the country.
0: The Cubans did.
1: The Americans. Oh. The Americans tried to help the Cubans yeah. shoot Spain out of the country.
0: So the Cubans wanted to, and the Americans said,
1: we'll help yes, you. Yes, we'll help you. Big America will help you get them out. And yeah. they did. Quote,
0: unquote, help. <laughs> yeah, they No did. strings attached. <laughs> there, was a, <laughs>
1: there was a lot of strings attached. <laughs> so this happened in what? It was 1898? I think the war started in
0: 1898, the Spanish-American War, and, and the America, I think you could say they won that war, and they gained control or at least... Um, access to a number of spanish territories or in in the south pacific or in the pacific and cuba
1: so they they kicked the spanish out and said cuba you're free but they weren't actually really that free because america was still quite involved in the politics and kind of had their hands in lots of the things going on in cuba still especially their like exports and their goods america was very involved with that and got a lot of A lot of trade with Cuba. Um, Until, when was it? 1959,
0: I think, or 58, when uh, Fidel Castro, Mm a young communist revolutionary, overthrew the current government, which wasn't... a very good government. He you was could not a say. great guy.
1: Not a great guy. But
0: it was pro-American.
1: <laughs> yeah, his name was Bautista, and he was just a real jerk. He was militant, and he was um, promoting a lot of violence in the country. And the revolutionaries—they had had enough. They—I think Fidel Castro was camped out in the mountains of Cuba and in southern Cuba with some friends that were free-thinking, and and they were planning a revolution. They were planning to overthrow this government and kind of get rid of the state's involvement, and that they did. They actually took power in 1958 or 1959. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, Cuba has been a communist country That's or a socialist right. country.
0: And and even currently, Americans, uh, you know, you can imagine, that was the height of the Cold War between Russia and the United States, so anything communist was definitely off-limits, so they shut down ties with Cuba, Cuba immediately. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, Americans don't really vacation to Cuba. I don't think they can go to Cuba, and if they can, it has to be for... Like they have to get visas and have yeah. very specific reasons and so on and so forth. Yeah, I but think Canadians can no problem. Yes, and for sure. We there's lots of
1: there. there's lots of Canadians they, in They Cuba. cater to us as tourists. They it do. Is. I think Americans. I think they can go there, but it's hard. You have to be going for a certain reason, like you're a journalist or you're a reporter or something like that. And then you have to. I don't think they can actually fly into Cuba. They have to fly through like Mexico. And then go from Mexico to Havana or something like that. It's not straightforward like it Makes is sense. for us. Makes sense. There's a lot of Canadian tourists in Cuba and it's kind of cool. It's like this camaraderie. We A lot of people go yeah. down there. A lot of people enjoy the country. So. And
0: there's a joke among Canadians that we choose to go to Cuba because Americans can't.
1: Go to <laughs> <sighs> we won't say much more about that in case we have some American <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, going back to this history, it's very interesting. Like a city like Havana, it is the capital of Cuba. There's about two million people in the city, the biggest city in the Caribbean. Yeah, it was. It's a hub. It was a big port, especially back in the day when um, the Spanish or Europeans were coming to the Americas and to the Caribbean. But I was reading that Havana back in the 50s was a hub for American tourists, for rich American tourists. So they would come down and they would party. Um, It was an economic hub. There was lots of money uh, flowing through the city. And then when uh, Fidel Castro came into power, they got out of Dodge because Mm -hmm. they did not want to be in that communist country. And Havana was actually just kind of locked in time as it was and all of the funds and all of the economics were kind of balanced out among the rest of the country yeah communism
0: communism <laughs> that's and that's wild too because when you go to to cuba you see that trade existed between the united states and cuba up until that time so mm-hmm. they have a number of cars from yeah. the 1940s and 50s american cars that are still operating today and they've got they've had to be creative and and very innovative in how they keep them running because they can't get, you know, OEM parts still. Um, But they keep them running, and so it's wild. You can get, we took a couple taxis that were these old 1950s or 1940s uh, American cars, so it's pretty cool. And speaking of cars, (laughs) if you're wondering what Havana looks like um, in the eighth Fast and the Furious movie, Fate of the Furious, the intro race scene is set in Havana. It's really cool. Um, the old car vibe obviously is a good setting for a car movie like The Fast and the Furious (laughs) and you know
1: It's a good scene. It It is. is. The main character's doing
0: at a car show and there's some sort of disagreement or something and (laughs) of course they've got a race to settle it and it's through the streets of Havana and his car ends up in fire on in the ocean. Don't tell (laughs) him the
1: don't tell him what happens. It's
0: it's been like three or four years. It's too late.
1: It's true. If our <laughs> listeners haven't noticed already, I think this is the second, maybe third time we've talked about Fast and Furious. Tarek is a super fan. And as his wife, I've become a fan as well. Yeah. I kind of went, like, begrudgingly at the beginning, but now I really, really enjoy them. There you go. They're maybe good movies. We
0: should do a segment, The World According to the Fast Ooh, and the Furious.
1: Ooh, uh, they've saved the world a couple times. They have saved the world, which <laughs> is <a> wild. <laughs> but yeah, there's a really cool scene at the beginning of... Fast 8, it is? Fate of the Furious. Fate of the it's Furious. The eighth film, yeah. In Havana, so if you kind of want to see what it looks like. Honestly, that's what we're going off of, too. And, like, images on market. Google, because we have not been to this incredible city that has so much um, history, history and architecture and...
0: Just an old, very colonial, European-looking city, but in the Caribbean.
1: Yeah. They call it Moorish architecture, which is, like, Northern African, Portuguese, Spanish kind of influence. And so... Yeah, it looks incredible. Cobblestone streets, like very colorful buildings, and just lots of old, old stuff that was there from when it was first discovered. So that's really neat. Um, but yes as we said before, we haven't been to a lot of these spots that we're talking about, and so this is all just us saying, "Hey, we this is what we know, but we really haven't been there, other than to a spot called Cayo Coco. That's actually where we were when we were on vacation in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Very touristy little little spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I Very guess we interest. can talk about the island a little bit, like the geography of it, and kind of where we were and um, what we know of the rest of the island. What do you What do you know about it, Eric?
0: Uh, well, you know, biggest island in the Caribbean i think the topography is pretty similar to most caribbean countries it's got um you know land that's arable you can grow significant crops white sandy beaches Mm -hmm. on the coast some mountains i'm not sure if we're talking like everest style (laughs) rockies but some really really big big hills yeah the sierra
1: (laughs) maestra i think are there in the southern part of the island and that's actually where fidel castro camped out for a Mm -hmm. couple years while he was planning Mm -hmm. his revolution so we never got there, but yeah, they're they're on the southern tip of the island. I think, yeah, lots of like Tarek said, lots of farmland. I think the mountains are not like massive, but they're very lush, covered in forest. Made a good hiding spot. <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> beautiful beaches though. It is true. The beaches in Cuba are sandy are very, very good. amazing. Water's calm.
0: Water's shallow for a good amount of time. It's clear. You can see stuff.
1: The water is crystal clear. Where we were, at least in Keokoko, it was, it was crystal clear water. You could see out for miles and, um, yeah, really beautiful. And I think the beaches are like that kind of almost wherever you go in Cuba. I know that um, a lot of people vacation near Havana and the beaches are similar. They're, they're very white sand and the water is very clear so it's a great spot to vacation a great spot to relax if you want to go we went just for an all-inclusive i think it was a really busy time in our life so that's what we wanted to do was just that yeah, was good lie on the beach and and do nothing
0: <laughs> yeah we did some excursions you know like some snorkeling we did a couple a couple of snorkeling trips took some boats out on the water which was fun mm-hmm.
1: yeah we did oh, some really good. some good. good things good things for the time
0: yeah we went to one of the sugarcane farms. Yeah. That's why I kind of mentioned the um, arable land. They they grow sugarcane there. Yeah. For sugar and they make their own rum. Cuban rum is very popular.
1: Rum is one of the main things that they Mm -hmm. make. Rum in the Caribbean
0: in general is popular because it's a sugar-based liquor but in Cuba they're very proud of their rum. Mm
1: hmm I think it was called what was the special rum?
0: Havana Club is definitely a rum they you know one of the big names they're proud of. Probably some more less well-known names that are very you know, good that I just can't think of (laughs) off the top of my head.
1: I remember we had to be really careful about not buying, like, fake fake Havana club.
0: Yeah. You know, they try to take advantage of the (laughs) tourists. I don't know that I'd
1: be able to tell the difference. I'm not like a rum connoisseur, but, but we, I think we got the real stuff and it was very, very good. Yeah. Lots of like African influence, lots of European influence in the country. So it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of everything. And the people are very diverse as well. Um, you've got European influence, you have, um, African influence and like indigenous people. I'm, I'm sure there's still a little bit of influence from that, as they were the first ones there. Um so it's kinda neat. They're just a, a little
0: bit of everything going on there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it is really neat. So that's cool. Lots of samba dancing, lots of yeah. they're very friendly, very um
0: Yeah, very friendly. They do like to dance, you know. They they like their um they're very proud of the things that Cubans are known for being good at mm-hmm. so everyone thinks of cuban cigars they're proud of their tobacco that industry and everybody oh, you know you got to try our tobacco and they're very proud of their rum mm-hmm. they're proud of you know their the, their country a country of people that just wants to i don't know show you what they can do and mm-hmm. so i can appreciate that
1: for sure we really like that we went on was it a we went on a rum tasting tour or and then we went to like a little tobacco farm sort of thing and yeah. saw bought some cigars and <laughs>
0: went in cuba still
1: have some actually so
0: those are not good anymore i don't think
1: (laughs) probably not they're probably (laughs) not fresh anymore (laughs) yeah it's a it's a really cool city or sorry country country sites to see what are some places that we would want to go
0: get to the main city got to get to havana we regret not going there It's beautiful. Spend a couple days there. I would recommend that for sure. But definitely also get out of the city and and head to the coast and see if you can spend a day or two just on the beach, depending on how much you want to do something like that. Um, It's a very big country, and since it's sparsely populated, there's only, you know, maybe one or two major highways that get you from one end to the other. So it does take you a little while if you want to go from Havana on the, you know, west side all the way to the east side of the country. Um, where the mountains are, the southeast side of the country. But I think you know, if you wanted to, to do that, just make sure you plan that into your trip, and it'd probably be worth it to see some of those mountains as well.
1: It's true. Yeah, a lot of people vacation in Veradero. That's a really um, popular site for tourists. All-inclusive Lots of all-inclusives there. Yeah, we were in Keokoco, like Tarek said. I don't know if you said that actually. It's like almost like a little island with a causeway. You have to drive out in a car for quite some time out to this strip of. Beach, I guess, and there's just a ton of resorts, resorts right, along yeah. that area. So that's a great place if you want to just go and relax and chill and be in Touristville. But you don't see a whole heck of a lot of the real Cuba because you're kind of almost separated from the rest of the island. Um, so even if you go to Veradero, you're much closer to Havana. A lot of people that go to all inclusives in Veradero can actually do like a day trip to Havana and see the city. And that's a that's a big thing that we missed and that we really wish we could have gone to. We went we did go to a small little town called Moron, I think yeah. it was.
0: Yeah, just outside of Coco.
1: And that was cool, but yeah. it was no Havana, that's for sure. <laughs> so Absolutely. So yeah, those are some those are some spots that you'd really want to see. The whole, like, southern part of the island, I know nothing about. I know that Guantanamo Bay is there.
0: And Guantanamo Bay, of course, is the infamous, well, Guantanamo Bay Detention Center is the infamous American base where uh, I think it was George Bush opened up in the 2000s to keep prisoners of war Mm -hmm. and and stuff, which is a little wild to think about because the Americans and the Cubans don't get along. It turns out back when they did get along, they had the Americans at least a piece of land from them back in 1903, I think it was. And the Americans are like, well, we're hanging on to that lease. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I kind of i
1: I was reading about Guantanamo Bay, and I always knew that it was in Cuba. And and this evening, I asked Tarek, I'm like, why? How is that still there? Like, Cubans and Americans do not get along. Like, how is this place still just sitting there after all these years? And I guess yeah, back in the day, this agreement was made, and it's probably hard to for the Cubans to actually kick the Americans out when they've I don't know set up shop there for so many years and. I I just, it's so weird to me that it just sits there and it's on Cuban ground and these two countries do not get along at all. It's just very, very strange. I
0: mean, I don't know. I guess the Americans can say we have a lease agreement and we have a right to be there but it's kind of like a bit of a middle finger like well we could leave because we don't get along but we're just not going to we're not gonna <laughs> we're not if we gonna don't need the room you know they they're not that far from mainland united states but
1: yeah they just choose <laughs> it's just like a we choose to be here just so you guys know what's up yeah. Florida's is <laughs> just north I know, it's so strange. So that's probably a place you don't want to go. I don't think that you're even allowed there. Yeah, I don't know why
0: you would want to go see an American military base, but...
1: Well, it's infamous. The bay
0: itself might be interesting.
1: Is that where the Bay of Pigs happened?
0: It may be. I am unclear on that, to be honest. (laughs) And that's around the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s with JFK. Yes. But I'm not sure where the Bay of Pigs is.
1: I bet you in the country of Cuba, like if you're up in the mountains and... You, like, you probably would come across a lot of, like, I don't know, like, shell casings and, like, bullet, like, you probably see a lot of remnants of war. It was, it was all over that country, in mm-hmm. the, in the mountains and in the forests and lots of, yeah, lots of blood was shed in that country, so I bet you if you got lost in, in some of those jungles, yeah. you would come across some And I'm sure you could stuff. maybe
0: find, a Castro's old hideout. You yes. know where he where he hunkered down yes um prior to making his revolutionary play
1: yes it's true so i actually was reading that and i think they even have a little bit of a it's very first of all it's very hard to get to like it is he he found a spot that was so far away from civilization he like yeah very very difficult to get to you have to hike this crazy mountain and then it's just deep 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 in this jungle and it's not a big fortress but there's like little kind of cabins all dispersed and he had like a tiny little hospital and he had just a whole community in this jungle just waiting to to revolutionize the country and planning and I think there is now a little museum that you can actually walk through and I think that would be really cool to see
0: yeah I think it would be too because Fidel
1: Castro is dead now right
0: he has passed away Mm -hmm. his brother took over I'm not sure what his name is but uh, you know Castro's are still in charge of Mm -hmm. Cuba
1: yeah so obviously they want to preserve that site history changed the world changed Cuba for sure changed after he came to power and that's where kind of all the those crazy ideas were formed and they made a plan and and then war was fought in that area too so Mm -hmm. I think I would I would go there
0: I agree that would be a place to see for sure
1: I would I would go and ask somebody to drive me up to that mountain and
0: (laughs) show me where Casper (laughs) lives (laughs)
1: I'm sure they've made it a little more easy to get to now. (laughs) Hopefully. But yeah, so I guess between the two... So we did the all-inclusive in Cuba, and that's what a lot of people do do. But when I think about Cuba, the next time we go, I really hope that we can just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, go down to Havana and stay in a, a hotel there and just kind of explore the city maybe rent a car and see kind of the backcountry and stop along beaches and just see some of the farmland and the jungles. I would love to do that. We really didn't see much for that, hey?
0: No, we didn't. We didn't see much jungle. We did see some lush sort of stuff, but we didn't spend a ton of time there. Like we said, it is lush. It's got very diverse sort of opportunities to see like from jungle to farmland to
1: Mm-hmm. The beaches
0: and the more deserty type stuff and so yeah, definitely take a chance and, and explore some of that stuff, see some of the animals too. Yeah. It'd be um you can do that all in one island. This is a pretty big island.
1: Yeah, it is. It is a big Very island. Very big. I think it would take a while to drive drive away, Yes. Drive across it, but I would love to just spend a few weeks in Cuba and just explore it. I'm not bashing All Inclusive, though. If that is your thing, oh, yeah. that is awesome. We had a good time. We really did. And... It's a different
0: sort of experience.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Tarek had trouble with the food. He uh... it did. As, as the last uh, podcast, we talked about Tarek and his difficulty with Eating curry for breakfast. Well, Tarek oh was God. having a hard time in Cuba as well. He just he couldn't. There's a lot of dishes that just were not sitting well with him. And this well, the poor food baby. Wasn't,
0: it wasn't that the food wasn't sitting well with me. It just wasn't terribly good <laughs> is what I thought. And on this, the
1: resort. We'll clarify. Yes, on the
0: resort. Now, what the issue is, is as we've mentioned, Cuba and the United States don't get along. Um, And there's not much trade that exists, so they don't have tons of the spices or you can't even get, uh, you know, really ketchup like we're used to Mm -hmm. here in North America because it's an American product, right? There's ketchup.
1: It just doesn't taste like... No,
0: it's different.
1: (laughs) Our ketchup, I guess.
0: (laughs) And so, um, you know, the food is just bland or or just quite a bit. Maybe a better way of describing it is not North Americanized. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would recommend eat the seafood. Obviously, the seafood is fresh they're catching their fish, their lobster, their crab, make make sure you get restaurants that are catching it and serving it to you within a few days or same day because that stuff's going to be good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're talking, um, you know, steak or um, any other kind of meat, really, eggs, uh, stuff like that, it's a little bit tougher. Um,
1: But it's interesting. I wonder if that, because you always hear people talk about, oh, the food in Cuba, it's so bland. Oh, make sure you go to a five-star resort because... The food isn't great, but I wonder what it's like just on the streets of Havana or if you get street foods in a, a smaller town, if that would be... It would have more flavor or more livelihood to it. I'm sure it would. Yeah, it might. I, I don't know. Or maybe
0: f- Cubans just have different tastes and and we can and what they like, we consider bland. It could be by design. It, it may not be because of a lack of resources, right? So, yeah.
1: I sometimes think the resort food is just kind of like, almost like cafeteria food and I just... I know we went on a tour and I really loved the meal. They the I think kind of like the main Cuban dish is like rice and veg and uh, like fried plantains and of course meat, chicken or beef um and veggies and that's just that's a, a normal dish, but I always I found that, that meal good, really man. good. Oh, there I you go. I am not that picky with food and I did not have a bad time with it. But sometimes resort food is kind of just like yeah, cafeteria food. They're yeah, just feeding fair. many, many people, and they can't make it that amazing, unless you're paying through the nose for it, which we do not normally do. <laughs> so we got really... it fruit was good, though.
0: Fresh fruit was, mm-hmm. was really nice as well. So It's
1: true. Yeah. Of course. Of course the fresh fruit will be good in a tropical country. Coffee was really good, too, I remember. Um, and then, of course, the drinks in Cuba.
0: A lot of good drinks in Cuba. Yeah, and, and that was one thing, you know, because they're very proud of their rum. So, the one drink I think I should start off with that you got to drink when you go to Cuba is a Cuba Libre. If you know what a Cuba Libre is, it is just a rum and coke.
1: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But,
0: you know, did some digging on the Cuba Libre and it actually, um, it's, it's kind of sad in a way, but they they came up with that drink back in 1903 or the early 1900s after the Americans freed them from the Spanish because now ah. coke Coca-Cola was imported into Cuba and they started making rum and cokes and they were like "Cuba libre, Cubas Cubans are free." Oh, that's
1: funny. <laughs>
0: and now I don't think you can get Coca-Cola in Cuba. I I I, I, I doubt highly it.
1: doubt it, but and so,
0: Because it's an American product. So oh, that's you can funny. get cola. So you can get a Cuba Libre and it's just rum and cola, but it's definitely not Coca-Cola.
1: <laughs> that is why they call it a Cuba Libre.
0: Yes, that is a history.
1: Very, very interesting. And the Cubans, they have a lot of good
0: drinks. You know, I'm looking here at the daiquiri, which everybody knows is like a, a very popular tropical blended drink. Various flavors, strawberry and um, passion fruit and raspberry It was was developed in Cuba. Now I know most... Weird. Warm weather countries probably say they came up with the daiquiri, but there's actually a place in Cuba called Daiquiri, <laughs> oh. <laughs> a small village, and so they um, they so made the drink sense. and they expanded it out, and so they're pretty proud of that drink too. And uh, Ernest Hemingway apparently had a big influence on the uh, drinks offered in Cuba, which isn't surprising because of his his known alcoholism, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> it's cool.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that that
0: Ernest Hemingway was involved in in Cuban culture
1: daiquiri i wonder where that is in cuba
0: yeah i tried to look it up and there's too many resorts named daiquiri Uh, to filter through that noise so yeah that's
1: funny yeah and it depends what resort you go to or where you go to but the drinks can either be really incredible or maybe a little bit watered down if you're at a resort (laughs) yeah i don't remember getting a buzz on Mm. at all like
0: well you know and, and what i found too is um, you have to build a rapport with the bartender. It really depends on who you have for a bartender. I gave the bartender my glasses, my sunglasses, when I was done with them, because they were just you know whatever pair of sunglasses, and he made me the best drink using the best ingredients, you know. Mm. And so it's like if you, um, it is worth it to build a rapport with some locals that you intend to um, hang out with because they will
1: not to say they're going to make you crappy drinks. No, if no, you no. Don't give them They'll just go the extra
0: mile for a friend as opposed to just the standard, <laughs> the standard cocktail.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the drinks in Cuba. Mojitos are quite popular there as well. Yeah, the Cubans
0: would claim they came up with the mojito as well, with the assistance of Ernest Hemingway as well. What the heck? (laughs) That guy is... He was a drinker. Um, (laughs) And they say that Ernest Hemingway came into a bar trying to order this drink, and it's made uh, of a number of different ingredients, including Cuban rum. But one of the ingredients is mint sprig, which translates to Spanish as manojito, And they're saying that they came up with the name Mojito because Ernest Hemingway came in and pronounced it incorrectly um, to try and describe the drink. And they just went with that as the name from now on.
1: Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Nanojito. That's Mm -hmm. very close to Mojito. Mojito is actually my favorite drink. It is very, very refreshing. I think I drank quite a few of those when we were relaxing on the beach on our resort. Any other drinks? Or are those kind of the those popular ones? Those are the, the
0: high-level drinks, I think. You know, all with Cuban rum, mm-hmm. Havana Club, whatever Cuban rum you want. Havana Club. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember it being quite good rum. I don't. Yeah. We don't have any more in our house, so obviously. No, we drank that. We but drank you can
0: that get Havana Club up here in the liquor store. I'm pretty sure. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm not a big rum drinker but it's it is good stuff i just i don't sip it i don't really like that no fair enough that kind of thing so i wouldn't be able to tell if it was really amazing or really bad i don't think but yeah that's cuba's got some good drinks food um yeah like i said resort food it, it's very hard for us to speak to the food in go, go Cuba. for seafood i would say if yeah. you're
0: concerned seafood i mean that's gonna be fresh Fried
1: plantains. I don't know if anybody else loves fried plantains, but Tarek and I are all about that. We do love plantains. We love plantains. And they've got like the, the rice and beans, kind of that mixture. It's... Very, lots of like Caribbean influence in their food as well so that's something we love. We love the peas and rice or beans and rice and the fried plantains and always with a protein like you know your chicken or your beef. Beef's a little different down there as well so don't go expecting Canadian or Albertan beef if you're from Alberta. <laughs> very different um but not bad it's just different i remember we ate a lot at a resort there was like a clay oven and they made clay oven pizzas and we frequented that place quite a bit yeah
0: those were quite good
1: Any Latin American or, like, Caribbean country does well with bread, too, as I've said before. So the bread was delicious, and I always ate a lot of that, too. But, yeah, there was just... It's hard when we haven't been to the country, but we are excited to go back and see some of this country that we really, truly haven't seen at all. But we had a good time at our resort. I was splashing around in the waves, and... Eric was reading his book.
0: It was very relaxing. I think what Cuba offers is this uh, whole package experience in a way, right? So you've got uh quite a quite a rich history um dating back hundreds of years, which is unique for this side of um the the, the world in terms of uh you know the European influence showing up 400 years ago uh in in Havana. And then you've got just this beautiful scenery. So you've got uh, lush jungly foresty type scenery all the way to white sandy beaches and the opportunity to be in the ocean and do some snorkeling and Mm -hmm. see some of that stuff
1: actually i think it was not the best snorkeling we've ever done but very good snorkeling really high up there it was and you've got it all
0: in one country right Mm -hmm. you know so you can you know wake up and go for a walk on the beach have breakfast on the beach then head into you know old havana check out the sights there um sit down for lunch overlooking the water in old havana while you smoke a cigar and
1: <laughs> he's painting quite the scene here. have a
0: cuba libre check out the old cars um and then in the afternoon you can head out to the countryside and and check out some of the uh the more jungly um lush areas and mm-hmm. see some of the maybe native animals and and birds and then in the evening you know do some
1: salsa dancing yeah
0: something like that right and this is all in, in in one country within just a you know maybe a few hours of each other and so that's really cool to have that option you know very few countries in the caribbean i think can offer you all of that and cuba's you know and it's honestly it was relatively it wasn't too too expensive to to get around and do things as well once you got there right it was reasonably priced
1: yeah it sure was. We we got there for a good price, and it was it was very reasonable and worth it for sure.
0: I agree. They did have this weird um. And this is you know just a, I guess a tip. They did have this weird uh c currency thing where yes. tourists C-U-C. used CUCs and locals use pesos. Now the CUC uh, trades as the U.S. dollar, which is weird because they don't get along with the U.S. But you know as a Canadian, the U.S. dollar wasn't was it was much stronger at the time and so it's a bit of a pain to go there and then everything's priced in cucs um and it's still not outrageous it's you know like three or four cucs but you know that if i had pesos and i paid the peso price because you can see what the canadian or the cuban peso trades at it's um much less and so Hmm. the idea is you know tourists can use this higher cuc and locals can use the lower peso and they can separate um, what people pay that way because it's actually quite difficult. We found, anyways, in Canada and definitely in the United States, to get Cuban currency outside of Cuba, because right? Because yes. because of the similar trade situations, that. right? And so you have to wait till you get there, and then you're bound to those interest or to the the rates provided by them, and to the system they've set up. You can't really. It's hard to get your hands on the pesos unless you work really hard at it. I guess so.
1: Yes, I remember that was one little setback with. Yeah, it Cuba. wasn't a huge
0: deal because it wasn't terribly expensive still, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I do wonder how easy it is or what the how expensive it would be for somebody from, say, Europe to travel to Cuba now. Like, it just doesn't seem like... It seems like Cuba is kind of a, a spot for North American tourists or Canadian tourists specifically, but I wonder if it's quite expensive for, like, somebody from
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot longer Europe. away, so I imagine that would probably be expensive, but mm-hmm. I can't remember if we met any Europeans on our... Trip or not? I, I don't, don't think know, that, we did, that we did. All Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: If you're a European and you've traveled to Cuba, you should let us know.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting.
1: Or if you, uh, it can look up a trip and just tell us what it's what it's going to cost for you. was not but... there a
0: group of Spanish women that were at was at our resort? An older older Spanish woman, or was that a different? I think that was a different Spanish place women
1: <laughs> i and feel like that seen. might have been a different place but okay. i can't remember for sure <laughs> 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 that was a few years ago now
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough
1: but yeah it was yeah. for us it was going to cuba was well it, it was the first time both of us had gone and it came in at a time in our life when we were just had a lot on our plate we were busy so An all-inclusive seemed like the best thing at the time. But I look forward to going back there and seeing more of the countryside and doing all those things, doing that day that Tarek just described. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a lot of cool things in one day. And there's so much to explore and so much history in Cuba. I spent actually all evening tonight just enthralled, um, watching watching YouTube videos and um, reading up on the, the history of the country. I did a class, a Latin American class back in the day, and I remember it being so fascinating. And so I just had to refresh myself with all of all of the things that have happened in Cuba. But it is a lot. It's been through a lot. It has been. And so there's lots of culture, there's lots of history, and it's a place that we recommend and we hopefully will return
0: right yeah actually i think we would return there it would be really fun
1: it would yeah. be amazing so i like it if anybody has some different cuba experiences than just the all inclusive hit us up let us know because i would like to know how you travel cuba and and kind of the spots that you went to if you you know rented a car or stayed in some hotels in havana or smaller cities along the coast whatever i would i would really like to know just some of the best spots and kind of what you did and what you what you saw so i think that's it for our cuba episode it's a little shorter than the others just because we have less uh, personal experience other than our our chill week on the beach totally so. that's
0: okay i mean go see cuba let us know what you think mm-hmm. it's a beautiful country
1: and maybe when we go back we'll do another episode absolutely that follow up be... cuba
0: version 2.0 yeah for sure <laughs> the sequel
1: Anyways, you guys, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you next week.
0: Talk to you guys later.
1: Bye.